0: John wanted to go deep. And he's got him! Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. 81-yard reception. Here's a big hole. Look out, he is gone!
1: Travion Henderson! and hand to Reese Hall. Reese Hall! Payton! Hey everybody, we're back for episode fifteen of Burning the Red Shirt podcast. I'm your host Zach Tao. Here with me is Chris K and Andrew Katz. As always, um, you guys doing all right? I'm doing good, man. Bad.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out some player to pick in like round thirty of one of the of the the bike the best ball that I demanded Mike run over huh. Memorial Day weekend. That's still kind of grinding along. Going.
1: How many I rounds think- went through like the first like on the actual weekend? Was it like did it slow down once? Monday. The pace,
2: the pace has been exactly. fine, but he he runs. The, I don't understand the the real purpose behind making them thirty five rounds, other than trying to like get, trying to understand where like the players that are really at the fringes of our psyche and bring them into yeah. the equation. I feel like um, it's, it's, it's definitely
1: a social experiment on all of you to like see how you feel about players that, like you said, on the fringe. Yeah. Like, all right, it's, I know Andrew's targeting him in like the twenty eighth, right, thirty second right. round. All right, maybe I should keep an eye on him. Like I'm thinking that's all he's doing. He's just gathering information on all
2: of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's been I I noticed he's taken my boy Shea Wyatt at Tulane a few drafts after I I I started taking him to begin the season. So I I totally put him on Mike's radar and now I never
0: see him (laughs) on my teams anymore.
1: We are influencers. We've discussed this already.
0: I was saying something to you pre-show, Zach, about how it was like this is like ridiculous. It's 35 rounds. Like, like, what is it? What does it even matter, right? Like, you mm-hmm. I think the most of them are like 25 or 28, Andrew. Um, yeah. they are so deep. I just took and I will almost be able to guarantee you no one's taken this player in a draft. And this is like literally the ninth of it, like ninth of this group in the last three months. And we've done six championship series. And we've done two of the CF uh CFF site ones. Yeah. Caleb Smith, the receiver of Virginia Tech.
2: Oh, yeah. I do you do you get the push notifications or do you get the email or well you auto draft? So do you do you turn all? That I don't auto draft
0: a ton to be honest. I just yeah. like I'm always around my like I'm always on my computer on my phone or to some Kyle extent. Kyle seems so fairly like,
2: appeased with your with your rates though.
0: Oh. It's, I mean it's, it's he's, like he's, like, he doesn't he, he he did push some uh, – <laughs> he made a comment about me trying to trade for a 2024 first-round draft pick, which I thought was pretty good, so I'll give him that. <laughs> okay. I thought we had bonded earlier with our Atlanta connection um, and our DMs, but apparently he felt that meant that he could just take a shot at me. So we'll see. He probably won't watch this, so I don't <laughs> even care. So, well, like, we I get the every I get
2: push no- notifications for every pick, and that one was definitely on it, part of the – the cluster that I had to actually go into the draft room and like click into the player to understand who, who we're talking about here. You didn't know who
0: Caleb Smith was. He caught two touchdowns in the spring game. Now, dude, he was receiver three for tech last year. And I did this after taking Malachi Thomas the round before. Another, (laughs) this is how bad Virginia Tech's offense is. I just named off their two best players and Andrew's like deer headlights.
2: Dude, I'm, I'm like, done. Uh, why did that lean
0: uh, into your homerism? You have to. Well, you know, there's like upside. The problem is that like the offense is historically not. <laughs> <laughs> historically, is like not great. So like, why would you do it? Um, but like, why not? I mean, Tavian Robinson's a fifth round pick. No, so He's a fifth Virginia, round pick Tech, Virginia Tech knows talent. So, and <laughs> <Henson> hooker. <laughs> so.
1: There you go. All right. So, you guys are in this best ball. Um, I want to kind of steer it toward the uh, mock draft that um, we participated in. We, uh, we, we, right. We, yes, yes. I was, I was stuck being the one who drafted. So, what's uh, good for me because I haven't, I don't do as many drafts as both of you. So, you are a, our mule. <laughs> yeah. I was the guy to put out there to not really show the hand. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, we can talk about how that draft went. Um, We had some, all the usual uh, people that are in it. Actually, I'm going to post this on the screen. Give me one second. That way, we can have it right here. Uh, Hold on. And how did how did you think it went?
0: You walked out of that room, 16 rounds, I believe it was. What was your thought going
1: out of that? Um. As I got deeper into it, like there were a lot of players that were starting to like pop up in my um, queue that I'm like man I really would like to have him like if this were my dynasty team with more than 16 rounds, I would have grabbed I would have probably finished the draft a little differently but the way I had constructed the team already at that point, I would have had like three wide receivers. that point so i was like if there's only 16 rounds i got to close out with some wide receivers to kind of balance it out so it's not just like oh he's got nine running backs you know i couldn't do that so i I was trying to be um participate fairly in the mock draft um without really just tipping guys i like so um the first pick was jackson smith and jigba um not really a big surprise there then Bijan. Caleb Williams CJ Stroud who I was gonna grab if he fell to five I was I was locked and loaded on Stroud can you, I, uh, can you
0: zoom in a little bit here uh, I apologize I cut you off oh, you're good I got no you're
1: good is that oh is that no better? that just kicked us to analysis I don't care about analysis yeah it just scrolled me down but this is just on the fan Trax page that he posted it on <gasps> can you see that there's a just it, blurry it's better it's like it looks blurry. okay on my screen but okay so as you can see um, stroud went the pick right before us and i was like i said i was locked and loaded on stroud and when he went four i had to take henderson cuz i thought henderson was going to go four so i just i get it was actually between gibbs and henderson so hey,
0: i mean andrew you're you're a uh, henderson guy right i mean you literally took him 101
2: uh, dude i love him but i'm i'm pretty set on going running back in the first round in any scenario this year just because I don't really love how my teams look when I do anything else and I feel really strong starting with a few running backs off the bat and kind of just figure things out from there.
1: So how do you feel about Caleb Williams going to third overall?
2: So one of the scenarios that would get me to deviate from running back, like I would love to just to grab Caleb and Addison – like in rounds one and two at some point because it would be so fun to just have, like have that going on and maybe grab Mario and uh, die later on and, and just like uh, lean away from my traditional tendencies and just live a little, you know. Um,
0: so go going into this, I you know seeing this, I thought, okay, this is just Nate being a little bit off the beaten path, trying to make some waves with Lob City's mock draft, and then he actually took. He took Caleb before Stroud in this best ball draft, Andrew, that we're in. Andrew oh, really? That. Yeah, he took him. Let me pull it up real quick. But he took him at 109, which, by the way, that was actually very shot. That whole – there was a bunch of surprises in this one. But 109 was Caleb Williams, and then Stroud went to Jared at the last pick of the first round.
1: So yeah.
0: I think he's a full believer. And I, I don't know if it's maybe – addison stuff that like helped push him over the top i don't i can't remember previous drafts like did he take stroud first over caleb at some point or whatever but i mean he seems to be all in so i mean i i don't hate it right like it's literally a lincoln riley quarterback if if on caleb a team williams, with a
2: horrific defense and yeah just, yeah
0: i mean if caleb williams at oklahoma with lincoln riley he'd be a top five pick, right? Like he'd be right there alongside Stroud in terms of of value. So I I can see it. I don't have a problem with it.
2: Yeah, it's fine. It's a, you're splitting hairs. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we
2: we, we got a rock upon which to build our team though with Travion. Like, all right, that's probably, probably not putting gonna... up the most points, uh, relative points to his position in the first round or overall the first, most points in the first round, but I think it's gonna work out fine and he's he's gonna be a good asset for your team taking him in round one.
0: Yeah, Trevion at one oh five is a great value as well, by the way. Like I think he's a he's pretty much like to me a top three or four pick. So you get him right there at five, like
1: value I, if
0: you want to talk about it but like that's a great pick
1: i opinion. think the very first best ball we did that are the only the only ones that i'm in i think i took henderson one 101 so that sounds right um i've taken him here too but i got him at five um gibbs vaughn ali perry addison tillman bryce young went 12th how do you feel about that run of receivers before bryce young
0: I think receivers make sense at the end, like right, like Perry, Addison, Tillman. I think Tillman's the most of a stretch, yeah, per se. I think worthy I mean worthy is a better receiver than so, Tillman. So when you
1: see draft, where he so. went, he I, I was so I'm not mad that I didn't get him because it was would have been a complete um, fallout if he got to me. But I think I believe he one pick. We'll go to the second round. And no, he was two picks from getting to me. And I was shocked he even made it to where he did. But anyway, start the second round. Um with your uh ex-Virginia Tech guy, Hendon Hooker, and you got Malik Cunningham, um, Braylon Allen, Jermaine Burton. Do you think that's a good pick there at two four?
2: He's always going in the second round at this point. I mean, all of it looks like if you were
1: if that's you at that yeah. and worthy's on the board. Who are you taking, worthy? Right? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I'm taking worthy. worthy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like a necessarily a reach to take him there. I'm more so saying that everybody passed on worthy. Like I'm wondering if people were like they just didn't realize he wasn't there because they've done so many drafts where he's already gone. And they, just, I think, if we're being completely honest, and I'm a big fan of Josh. Mm-hmm
0: this seems like one of those, like, sneak it in, take Burton. So, like, if something <laughs> happens on the road, you could say, hey, like, let me look at this random draft yeah. from uh, mid to late May where I took Burton over Worthy. Like, I knew what was up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Josh isn't going to listen to this, so, again. Yeah, good, yeah. But, uh You know, like, I, I don't know. I think that, seems, that screams more diversification of receivers than it does, like, peer one-to-one talent because i know josh is a worthy yeah. guy so right? so like it'd be hard for him to justify that in a big money league what would he do in a big money league he ain't taking burton over
1: right <laughs> so i noticed a lot and it probably happens a lot more since i don't do a whole lot of drafts but i noticed a ton of runs in this draft like when like a position would go and then somebody would take another one they the three or four people would just start piling on that position because they knew it was getting thinner by the second. But you've devalued – I guess that's not the right word. like You've you've actually increased the value of the other positions because you've let me get deeper into the draft to be able to get them. Um, As you can see right here, there were four wide receivers in a row, Burton, Dell, Worthy, and Johnson. Um, And then we came around at the eighth pick in the second round with Lou Nichols. I know Andrew's not a huge fan. We've talked about him on the show before how – we don't love him in the first round, but I felt like at this point it was a great value pick near the end of the second. How do you guys feel? Andrew doesn't like it. I know that.
2: Yeah, I would have gone Charbonnet over him.
1: Well, of it's course, funny it. Because, I would have. I was going to
0: say that was. Pro- that's probably like the best value of a pick, in my opinion. It's funny because
1: I was on the one. fence between both of those guys, and I said, you know what. I think Nichols – I'm just going to take Nichols because I think he normally – I've seen him late first round, early seconds more so than I have seen Charbonnet. But. So I think there are comparisons
0: to Brennan Armstrong that have some similarities and some differences to him, right? Like I think the, the similarities are like stud performers last year, high volume, high production – And then the different, you know, and then also, right, like new offensive coordinator, right, like new coaching staff potentially that could change the style of play. And while Nichols has a ton of talent, like he did a lot of that in the Mac where he had 30 to 40 touches a game. And so I think a lot of people are worried about Armstrong because it's like new coaching staff that's not worried about volume, but we're worried about like style. So like some different changes And that might impact the volume a little bit. But with Nichols, the volume is very impactful, right? Like Mm -hmm. there were games he'd run 28 times for 140 yards and three touchdowns. Like, wow, he is very talented. Like not everybody's getting 28 carries. So I don't hate the pick at all. I think there's like, I think there is upside to it, right? Like Kobe Lewis is back. There's a new offensive coordinator that hurts his value, Right but you know, like you're taking a guy that literally was a superstar. And to some extent, there are times we have to just say like superstars are going to be superstars. So, but I would have taken for sure. Charbonnet. I wouldn't have taken downs. I wouldn't have taken mayor. I wouldn't have taken Tavion Thomas. So it's not, right. I don't think you made some egregious pick. I just think with Charbonnet on the board, I would have taken, him. but was this, I, uh, I do like the pick.
2: Was this start one tight
0: end?
1: Yeah.
2: I'm having such a tough time. So Greg's champion series leagues that we do two drafts a month for, they're all to start two tight ends with uh double PPR for tight ends as well. So, all so much of my calibration of value of tight ends is based on that. Cause I'm doing those drafts twice a month and then trying to write set relative to more traditional one tight end. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm struggling to do so, and based on the recent drafts we've done, I feel like tight like when the top tight ends go start going from draft to draft has been super inconsistent. Like, okay, Mayor went here in the second. He went. I took him in the third, and Mike's over the weekend. He fell to the fifth in another, and he just went. I think in like the fourth in uh yeah. yep. in the one we're doing right now that we just started today. So I mean, Bowers yeah, went fifth in the same. all
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. I think that's yeah. the, both of those guys are like third, fourth rounders, like the very bottom of it. And well, so it's very interesting to see them go further.
2: And then would, in, in Greg's league, Mayor goes uh, third pick of the draft because of those <laughs> the wild, the, the wild scoring.
1: Yeah, right. So I didn't even plan on taking a tight end because I knew that the price on the top two or three guys was going to be way too high to even consider them. So when Mayer went second round, I said, no, I'm, I know Bowers is probably coming shortly after yeah. this. Uh, like I said, it goes and runs. So when somebody, they panic, so they got to get the tight end. So now they'll get Bowers. So we'll go to the third round.
2: Does third round?
1: Yeah. And actually nobody grabbed Bowers in the third round. I thought they did, but I think it's the fourth. So the third round starts with Miles Price. Wide receiver from Texas Tech, then running back Jordan Mims, Dwayne McBride, Will Shipley, and then we come back in with the fifth pick at quarterback Sam Hartman. Um, I I was kind of stuck here. I was I, I had like three or four guys that I was kind of going in between, and I just said, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and grab a quarterback now because I think there's gonna be a few that I I was targeting kind of that would go, and I'm not sure they'd be available if it came back around to me. Um, you guys thoughts on that?
2: The third round is, I so, I find it so challenging this year because I, I all the elite running backs are gone by the second round, and I yeah. feel like generally there's a bit of a gap between, like before between those running backs that go in the second and then what's the next tier of running back. So a lot of times I feel like we're seeing that. You, running backs don't go much in the third round, uh, but some definitely kind of leak into there. just variable based on people's draft strategies. And also there's some receivers that I really like Uh, in third round. Sometimes I'm able to get them. Sometimes I'm not. And if I'm not, I kind of throw on my hands and I don't really know what to do with that pick. Um, And in that instance, maybe I do, maybe I should start leaning into an early quarterback a little more if if a Hartman's there like he's awesome he's gonna that offense is awesome they're just gonna they're just gonna be in shootout after shootout all day so uh, it's fine I I think that it's a a fine pick
0: I I like Hartman I think same reasons right that Andrew just said Uh, it is such a weird spot because it feels like it feels like there's so much juice in the top two rounds for whatever position you want and then it's like you either have to be gung-ho on quarterback, which you're, like, super happy with Hartman, um, or, like, a Bryce Young, like, we just did this one today, right? Like, Bryce Young was in the third round, so was Henned Hooker. Like, you're pretty excited about that, but if you're not team early quarterback, it gets to this weird spot where it's, like, are you super excited about Rasheed uh, Rasheed Rice, like, Marvin Mims, Booty, you know, does Marvin Harrison make it? Like, it's just a bunch of, like, it's this Mm -hmm. question mark land, right? Because, like, All of them have a a bit of question marks. There's the provenness goes down a bit. Um, You know, I think everybody in this third round are, are good picks. I think like Miles Price is probably one of the better picks. I think Sean Tucker is like nailed on value there. Gabriel feels high. Shipley, in my opinion, is like around and a half high. But otherwise, it's it's more preference, right? Like if you yeah. want to go quarterback, like Will Rogers is a great pick in the tenth 10th, tenth 10th spot of that round. But if you don't want to go quarterback, then like I can see him dropping another ten picks. Like it is a very interesting round. This weird, you know, I was I was drafting earlier, and I'm like I have the mid second round pick. I was like two oh seven. I took Tavion Thomas, but in like in my brain, I'm like, I want Nathaniel Dell, but like that feels high for him. Do I get him yeah. in the third round? So I just took the risk. It's just a weird spot. It's a weird spot. Unless you love quarterback, then you're almost right. always going to get a good guy there.
1: All right. So, like, you kind of named off the rest of this third round um, Tucker, Harrison, Gabriel, Rice, Rogers, Marvin Mims, and Bute um, to close out. And now the fourth round, um, this is where, I'm going to tell you, this round I I took my guy, but I really was kind of bummed that Zach Evans went third in this round. I was hoping he fell because I was going to grab him. Uh, But I took uh, Svon Cobbs. How do you guys feel? I, I mean, it's a, I, I like it's a bit of a, a reach. I feel it's a bit of a reach. Just, I wanted to make sure I got him. Cobbs? so yeah. he's been he's been moving up.
2: I, I, in hindsight, maybe I should have drafted him more often when if he was. You were able to get him in the sixth round, like a month or two ago, because that's mm-hmm. not that's a pipe dream at this point. He's got, going like third, fourth round, uh, in all the drafts that we're doing now. So that's super annoying, right? Uh, so, so I mean, there's nothing. I don't think he, you reached at all. I think that that's fine, and he's a rock star, so that's cool. Um, I I uh managed to talk myself back into drafting Zach Evans in recent draft, so I feel happy about that. To be because I I was leaning away a little bit uh, just because I was hoping to see his draft uh, stock move down a little bit into maybe round five or something like that with. The, a lot of the quotes about how he doesn't want a full workload and Bentley transferring him, but he's he stayed pretty static in the drafts uh, we've been doing so I was never getting him just because I was kind of hoping he would slip but happy to be back on the train.
1: So Chris's guy, Cameron Ward, went second in the fourth
0: <laughs> not, I will. There's one player I can confidently say I will not own or draft, I should say, this offseason it's Cameron Ward. Like I mean, unless it's a dynasty, in my opinion, it's a non-starter. He's a—he's getting drafted in the fourth round here. Like what? Yeah. Fifth round, right? Like there's not even—not even close to a chance. Zach Evans, I can understand why you'd want it. Um, I think honestly, Brock Bowers is probably the best pick there in the fourth round. But probably like the, everybody else, kind of, yeah. I think Cobb's is a great pick. Like yeah. Cobb's went third round this morning, so like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't feel like you should feel like that's a reach at all. Like, I, if he's getting taken in a third round somewhere. Well, I, I need you guys
1: to tell me that reasonable. because I took him because.
0: Completely reasonable, right? Like, Shaker was a first, you know, end of a first, second rounder last year. What's the difference? Yeah. Right. You, you have a more experienced quarterback.
1: Like, I don't see why that's a negative, right? the difference. <laughs> can, he, can he stay on the field? That's I yeah. think that's yeah. really the issue because. He's actually more explosive than Shakir was all around because he's a kick returner, punt returner, yeah. all of it. I mean, he, Shakir did it too. But I think Shakir was just more, um, say, shifty, agile, all that stuff. But I think Cobbs is more of a like, game breaker than yeah. Shakir was.
0: I think we, we can move to the next round here in a second. But yeah. I think as we look at the quarterbacks taken here, I just ask why. But why would you go Ward? Why would you go Quinn Ewers? Why would you go John Reese Plumley when you passed on some studs in the third and then you're gonna see guys going in the fifth and sixth? That's I think and that's a learning thing, right? Like or the um, seventh
1: round, you'll see who I got in the seventh round. There's a
0: bunch of good players. It's weird. I feel like you have to go quarterback the first three rounds. You take Rodgers, maybe in the early fourth, and or you just wait. Like I, I, think there's just a lot of different guys, six, seven, eight rounds that are way better.
1: Than, and like by the way, Quinn Ewers could have lasted, yeah. easily. Like it makes so. you wonder. Like when a guy gets taken, you're like, okay, that's kind of a reach. Like how much longer did you have before he would have even been considered again?
0: Right. So All I'm right. sorry, I see Bailey Zappy here. Is that a? Uh, it's favorite? it's
1: actually a placeholder. I don't remember actually who it
0: was for. Okay. Sorry,
1: I just was uh, but I remember when it happened, I was like, um, okay, I know I'm not all as well read up on all this stuff as, as a lot of these guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in the NFL. <laughs> um but as far as this round what like I, I needed wide receiver and I had I actually had Franklin and Cropper right ahead of Wicks, who I ended up taking. Um but I like that I, I don't mind the pick. I actually I like it, but it's just it was kind of disappointing that I couldn't get the other two. How you guys feel?
2: I'm kind um, of sketched out on Wicks, I think, um, just with all, a lot of the widely discussed uncertainty surrounding that offense. Like mm-hmm. it, he strikes me as one of the players in that offense whose role c- it could be most in flux and their production could be most in flux um what we're in round five here i mean it's not it's not it's not bad um right but i don't don't know if i necessarily would have gone in the same direction dude is that nick singleton in the end of the fifth round
0: it
1: is
2: dude lob city just fucking blowing up the draft
1: (laughs) i remember actually when it happened somebody said way to like completely throw off his adp so who I don't remember who said it, but I well, remember that's who, why we don't include much. You right? are
2: you are unaware of the C two C component of this draft. <laughs> yeah.
0: Apparently,
1: I was uh, just filling in, guys. I was just here to be a, a warm so body. You don't get fined. Yeah,
0: yeah I get right. it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I would say I like Wicks. I think this is really close to his value. I mean, I get it, right? Like the thing with Wicks is that he's like a high yard per catch guy, and mm. if there's he could easily be fine, but mm-hmm. he could easily be crushed by this new coaching staff, right? Like I think yeah. Armstrong to me is a little bit safer in terms of the changes. A guy like Wicks is in trouble potentially. Yeah, I like, think Lavelle Davis is coming back too. Lavelle, yeah, Lavelle Davis is coming back, and he's starting to kind of rise up boards a little bit as as people see him become like uh continue to be healthy. Um, I mean, the thing is, right, though, if you like Wicks, you're not getting him in the sixth round at that slot. So, you know, if that's a guy that you feel like, you know, piling the table for, then go for it. I think that's a fairly – that's like a fairly reasonable pick. But if you pass on him, you're not getting him in the sixth. So, like, that's – I think it's fair. I, I don't have any issue with that. I mean, looking at the other players behind him, none scream a guy that, like, I would just very much want over him. Right.
1: All right. So I'll go ahead and move move this along. Sixth round. Who did I take in the sixth round?
0: Oh boy. Oh yes. Yeah, just...
1: Lob. <laughs> Lob <laughs> ruining ADP since '93. <laughs> oh man, I got Chris's guy, Ontario Brown. Four... I think you just named that randomly. I don't have Ontario Brown anywhere.
0: I I'm I in I'm, Andrew. I'm, I'm in I, Andrew. I made one comment. Sorry. Potentially Andrew. trading
1: for him. and Andrew. Yeah. Andrew. And exactly. Andrew. There we go. Um, Parker Washington, Isaiah Bowser, Mac hip and hammer. That's your guy. Hip and hammer, right? Hip
0: and hammer is my guy. Yeah. yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I
1: took I took Keaton Mitchell. I know you guys don't – at least, Chris, I know you don't really love this pick. Um, but I, I kind of went like just safe production there. I don't, I, I went another running back because I didn't love a ton of the receivers that were on the board. So I went another running back, and that's who I took.
0: I'm starting to warm up to him. I've taken him more recently, actually, in the sixth round. So I'm definitely warming up to him. I think it was more a matter of like me just not fully understanding his role in the offense and like him compared to I think Rajah Davis or whatever his name is. They
2: run so much, or they, they just, were last yeah. year. Like they, they were. I, they were. I definitely felt like they were doing the one A one B thing where they would each get a series, but it what. But Keaton was the one A who who for like sure. always like got the the more meaningful touches. His drives were more successful. Like he was gonna if one of them was gonna have a big game, it was always him.
0: Yeah, and I think I realized that over time of like, uh, you know, just looking at box scores and then just like watching other people draft and seeing like, okay, like, am I just okay. crazy for thinking that like maybe his box scores seem legitimate, but was too scared to pull the trigger? But this is where it feels like things get interesting. And by the way you know like it's weird right like we say this is way of an overdraft or way underdraft or something right of a yeah. player but like i think that's why you have to kind of mix things up if the same 12 or 14 guys are always drafting like you're never going to get a difference so you know as much as i think like mm-hmm. a zay flowers in the 61st 61st pick is just absolutely incredible like it's stuff like that that helps give you like a true adp because like there's I don't know, 150 people playing college fantasy football in America. Like it's not just all about the 12 of us. So 158.
1: This is completely like next level, like Gen stats. But I was looking at like his situational stats, Keaton Mitchell. So he had 174 carries on the year. How many of them do you think were on third and fourth down combined?
0: Eight.
1: I don't even know. know Twelve start. Twelve carries. So he had ninety-five carries on first down. So like they just lead every drive, just just hammer the ball. Boom. (laughs)
2: That's
1: (laughs) some split series.
0: So like that means again, and he's pretty good in the passing game, right? So
1: yeah, not bad. Yeah, I think he he only had twenty-two catches, but I mean they did use him. So he had 10 catches on first down. So I just said, look, we'll just give him the ball. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Um, Any other picks? Tevion Robinson. I know he's been, like, shooting up the board um, in drafts. Isn't that the one that's been – didn't he go in, like, the third round in y'all's best ball? Fifth round. Fifth round. Fifth round today, yeah. Okay, so he was
0: um, – we talked about him as a sleeper. And that was under the premise that he was like a in the teens, but all of a sudden he went. I mean, I swear, you know, if I wasn't lazy, I'd look up like what we were drafting a month ago, and mm-hmm. he would hundred percent be in the twenties or the late teens. And now yeah, he's he, being he was picked in the late. fifth and sixth round. This is nuts. Yeah, you know i I think this just proves that Andrew's influencer knowledge is just rubbing off on the rest of us <laughs> because. And I part of me was, and I'm sorry, we're gonna go off off ad lib here. Part of me was like, I want to talk to Andrew and Zach. Let's pick a player that's somewhat decent, like, (laughs) let's just try to shoot them up the boards, let's just hype them up. It was just all get invested in best balls and like slowly creep them up, right? And I just decided not to for obvious reasons. And then
1: come season, we don't even touch them. Right. We just yeah. let everybody like reach for him in the fourth round and then we just back away. We a true pump
2: and, pump and dump. Oh, <laughs> exactly. And dump. Yeah.
1: So um all right. So this round actually I got I we'll talk about the quarterback I got, but there was a couple guys that I was um actually kind of shocked that I didn't grab mm-hmm. earlier. Um Travis Dye and Raheem Sanders there at the end of this round. Like I probably should have gone one of those two instead of Keaton Mitchell in the other round, but you know, I, this round I felt like Armstrong, the value for my second quarterback that I have to start to, I felt like that value was too good to pass up.
2: Yeah, it's insane.
0: It's great. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I think Brandon Armstrong's a great pick there. I actually like Keaton Mitchell more than Dye and Sanders, and I have a ton of yeah. Dye. Um, So, I, no, keep, I think that's a great I pick. Keep, I'm getting so time.
2: close to pulling the trigger on Die every single draft because. <laughs> Like, you, if you assume his role is what we want it to be, like, you can easily argue first, second round player. And he was, yeah. he was so amazing last year once, once he took over, too. So there's not that much that needs to go right that is variable for it to pay off super meaningfully.
1: So there's another um, topic that we were going to talk about, but I want to go ahead and like squeeze it in right here. So Tory Horton went, first pick of the seventh round. Um we were talking pre-show about Dante Wright and why Andrew is fading him. Andrew, do you have
2: you're you hyper focusing it, which is fine because it's a potentially a multi-hour conversation. I mean <laughs> I, the, I, I gotta squeeze I, 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 w- I want to talk about it more through the lens of just the context of what fading a player in college football should mean college fantasy football should mean versus how maybe uh, it's widely viewed. I think that, so I have a whole list of players that I'm zero interest in at any price whatsoever. And Dante Wright has been on that list. And fortunately we've definitely gotten news in recent weeks that makes it seem that he's not gonna be a super paramount uh, role in this offense this year. So it's making me feel smarter than I probably am. but I think that when you talk about fading player, you need to be all the way out uh, more so than potentially through when you, you think about that word through the prism of DFS or uh, just playing other sports as well, because pr- pretty much every player in college football, their floor is actually zero. So if you have a meaningful opinion mm-hmm. about that player, a strong opinion about that player and how you actually think his season is going to play out, yeah, I think that you need to take an actual stand there.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I understand what you're, you're getting at. Like if you, you aren't willing to really risk it for Dante, Wright, Like in the 12th round, you're like, nah, I don't, I'm just going to stay away altogether versus uh, what round will I be comfortable taking at
0: 18 or take him at 19. Cause if
1: nobody else has taken him either, you're kind of like, well, maybe I do, do need to be all the way out on it. So if you're kind of iffy on a guy, I guess that it makes it tough. I think Andrew's right. I I love Andrew's always had the stance of like
0: if I'm believing in something, I'm believing in something. I think Andrew's not an idiot, right? Like he's being, you know, like, I'm like- Rice being taken like which, anywhere between seven and twelve, right? Like in terms of rounds, mm-hmm. if he was there in the 25th round, Andrew's taking Dante right, but that's just not realistic. Like that's just never right. going to happen. But I mean, I don't know. I think that's a a good stance to have. It's, it's such an interesting situation with all these new offenses, all these transfers and stuff like there's just a lot in play and and uh, there's a lot of that goes into it so
1: all right, eighth round let's go ahead and move this along. Um, yeah Ibrahim, you're a sec. I, actually that was the tight end I was looking at, but I wasn't gonna grab him in this round even if it got to me um, Tyrone Tracy Tanner Mordecai that was one i was I was so iffy on when to take him because like I felt like he could have gone anywhere like from the fourth round third round all the way back to where he is now and I just stayed away I just said you know what I'm, I'm just gonna go with other positions um, I, I think everybody was super in on fading Mordecai
0: you know Yep. all the usual suspects right everybody was thinking Preston Stone was gonna be the guy and now the same guys are going Mordecai in the same range uh, yeah. And I can respect the fact that people want to try to get like a little bit of value on like a Preston Stone and that offense because you get them in like round 10 to 12 instead of having to pay for Mordecai and eight. But like, I don't know, I, I will take my chances more often than not that a guy that just was like a stud quarterback is going to beat out the highest rated recruit like yeah. and I will be burned 100% yeah. at times, but I just will take my chances on a Mordecai type for sure.
2: I mean, it's just Occam's razor, right? Like, which is the easiest path to actually seeing this playing out? Like, do I need two or three or four or five things to happen to actually see this arrive value? Or do I just need Mordecai to continue to
0: set the world on fire? Yep. Yeah. I mean, as long as Mordecai has been healthy and above average, he was going to be the quarterback.
2: Yeah. I I think... I feel like a sellout not having drafted him at all yet this year, considering how how deeply in love I was last year and how it played out great. Like it, it was it was a fun experience.
0: I mean, yeah. he was incredible. It was nuts. I mean, he kind of faded into the well. Yeah, that's the, what
2: Tony Dykes does, though, right? Every single year, every single team start off six, seven, and zero, eight, no, and then things come crashing and burning <laughs> the last third of the season, yeah. and then he's out.
1: Yeah. Okay, then we got uh, – let's see. After Mordecai, is it – it's Cowing? It's Cowing, right? Jacob Cowing or is it Cowing? Maybe. Cowing? Either 50. way. Either way. Uh, then Mario Williams and then Jake Hayner, and then I took Marquez Cooper. Admittedly, that's my guy that I couldn't – I resist. like
0: Cooper, right? Andrew, um, you like Cooper, don't you?
1: Dude, I, I guess. Like the, the He dude likes, likes the guy coming up better. He's five, foot,
2: he's five foot five. Like, it's so difficult for me to believe that this guy's going to continue to see like 25 carries.
1: I can't help thinking that it's just Dre Archer over again.
2: Yeah.
0: Just, but just, his carries are so soft, you know, like they run up to the line, they do some yeah. no huddle stuff, yeah. and then he like runs into a pack of people and he's not getting tackled. He's really just getting no forward momentum. Um, but nobody can see him. So. <laughs> yeah the hits are not piling up but yeah i mean it's kind of like defies all logic that like a five five guy could be an eighth round pick running back
2: and and they have no issue like just keeping (laughs) him in the game at the goal line and giving him like three carries inside the 10 yard line either which is like it's so ridiculous but they all that matters to them is going fast and i I appreciate that i respect that
0: Kent State coaching staff is literally what we, what every fantasy player wants in any (laughs) offense. They go super fast. They go nonstop. They're not afraid to pound the five-five running back, and like at the one-yard line, they're like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to give it to the five-five running back." (laughs) And And nobody else does that. They're
2: everything we want, and they're actually creative. Like so did yeah. you watch any of the the their last two or three games when they started playing crumb in the same at the same time for entire drives
1: I did not I wish maybe I had not had.
2: maybe no entire drives but it was like a representative no. portion of yeah. their play calling that they called it like the crab package I don't I don't really <laughs> understand why like I don't know understand what the like CR is presumably for Crumb, but I don't understand where the AB comes from um uh, but yeah dude like they had some wild trick plays and then sometimes like they would just both be on the field and only one of them would like t- do anything meaningful but i guess it was like as a decoy more anything more anything else but like that 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 creativity is cool to see especially like just because you're a fast t- tempo air raid briles offense whatever you want to like adjectives descriptors you want to lean, yeah use, like it's you're probably going to be fantasy friendly more or less more or less but there's still a lot of those things that those offenses do that really like boggles my mind. Like every time I read about a coach that <laughs> talking about the offense that he's implementing, that is going to be like a numbers game offense where it's going to be like, okay, light boxes, we're going to run heavy boxes. will pass it, I, I don't understand that philosophy where you just allow the defense to tell you what plays you're going to call. Like, isn't that just, being a yeah. reactive relative to the defense, and B, yeah. you don't think the defense knows that you're doing that? Like, <laughs> like why are you why are you just te- telegraphing what your play calling is going to be? And that and Tulsa Tulsa's done this for years, and I, I've read it. I've I've definitely read it a few a few times. Like it's a very common philosophy,
1: and I, I find it so weird. Like take what the defense gives you, like to the truest form.
0: Yeah, it's the whole you know like we come up to the line with a certain package, and then we look at what the defense is giving us theory, yeah. right? Like, oh, like, they bring like, the safeties will up eight. and we'll pass it. If, yeah. But, like, that defies the fact that, like, the safeties could come up and then just immediately right. drop back.
2: Right. You know, like, I don't
0: know. I think you got to know what
1: your strengths yeah. are. Your good defenses are going to disguise everything anyway. So,
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Um, after I took Cooper, Anthony Richardson went here. I, and I know, like, there's a lot of, like, split um, opinion on him like he's either going to be a superstar or he's just going to be another you know just typical florida quarterback that yeah he might be okay but just doesn't really doesn't really do it for you um you guys have any extra thoughts on
0: him or no i mean the most highest of high upsides with the probably the lowest of low downsides right like i think
1: he's a boomer bust yeah
0: i don't see him see me ever taking him in like a redraft like, if I got him in a dynasty, like, I'm not smart enough to draft him as, like, a young guy, so I'm not concerned about it. But, like, <laughs> I just – I don't know. Like, that's a pure best ball type, and the problem is he's going pretty high. Like, eighth round's pretty yeah. legitimate capital here. So, like, I mean, maybe I'll have a sprinkle, but, like, I'd rather just – like, I'd rather Slee. Yeah. I was has got, to- like, four – three weeks where he's an auto X, you know? Like, not going to be anything and I, then a guy like Richardson
2: okay yeah uh, i yeah. i haven't i've definitely been super close to drafting richardson a few times and haven't done it yet and i think it's going to come down to him and a couple other players as well where i'm basically just praying that they don't that they don't make me look like an idiot and become like the number one overall player and it turns into like not having zappy on your team last year like i don't have a, a meaningful a, strong opinion on him just because what chris said like you can craft an argument really that can go either extreme and it wouldn't if that if it played out like that i wouldn't be super surprised so you're talking about talking about your eighth round pick yeah and it could absolutely go up in flames or (laughs) i mean yeah it could when it could come come close to winning you the league as well
1: all right ninth round i wanted this guy, Daquan Finn, as my next quarterback. Yeah, I, yeah I, he was going to be that fifth pick, but I, that would have been my third quarterback. And we only start two, and you only have 16 rounds. So, which wouldn't have been a terrible pick. I, whatever, he, he went. Then Mike took Alabama to take the first defense in the ninth round. Um, and I think like, that's when, like, everybody just said, okay, now we will move the defenses up the board. Um, Corey Kiner went third, and then Jackson Dart went fourth in the ninth round. And I think we—I don't know if it was us that was talking about it, but that he's falling down. Uh, I think Chris, you may have posted it from the. Yeah, he's just—he's falling, and I think it's just the spring game. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, at one point he was probably a fourth or fifth or sixth round quarterback, and now you're seeing him taken as late as like, you know. I think I saw him in like an eleventh, mm. you know, round available and taken. Right. So like, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about a, a Lane Kiffin quarterback, mm. and he's got talent. He's got pedigree. He's shown to have some skills. And I think, I don't know. I said it on Twitter. I think people get bored and they just want to create reactions on Twitter regarding <laughs> spring training or spring, uh, spring games. Uh, and I yeah. think some of it's legitimate. I think some of it's completely BS, and I think I would lean towards the BS on this one, but I could be completely wrong.
1: Okay. All right, so then we took Tyler Harrell, fifth in the ninth round. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, admittedly, I was running out of time. And like uh, I got really nervous, and it was like beeping at me. The new Fantrax uh, draft room was really—it really had me flustered for a minute because, like, it, it really starts like chiming at you when it yeah. gets like, like ten seconds, I think, or maybe it's fifteen. I don't know. It's when it gets down close, you start panicking. Um, and that's who I ended up taking. I needed another wide receiver anyway. I think, I think he has a lot of uh, high upside, right? Like at Alabama, he's. <laughs> He's going to be the deep threat, and Bryce Young can just lay it out there for him, and he's going to outrun almost anybody.
2: Well, the pro the problem is either that happens and you feel really good about that, or well, if that happens, we yeah. don't. Our Brooks bet does not look good. So
1: no, no, it doesn't. But <laughs> I mean, our Brooks <laughs> that bet already throw bet so is scary. just.
0: I mean, it's literally like the tallest midget competition.
1: Well. We didn't expect two guys from the portal. We expected Addison, and we were wrong there. Although Addison leaving did happen like not long after we had brought it yeah, up. That's a dub for the pod. Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, I, I went Harrell. Yeah, who, who cares? It's, it's a mock. Yeah, exactly. Ninth round. Um, all these other picks are kind of blah. Chase Brown's okay, but let's go to the 10th round. Um, I really liked Puka there at the beginning of the 10th round, but I didn't get him. Um, So I ended up taking right after Ja'Cory Brooks, ironically, I took Jalen Knighton from Miami um, running back. And I noticed, I think it was, was it Andrew that you asked, like, why is he falling? Or was that you, Chris? Yeah. No, it was me, but I,
2: I, I haven't drafted him anywhere yet, but it just, it was no, it's noticeable that it seemed like he was going a lot higher earlier in draft season. I, I mean, I haven't seen anything meaningful in the way of, reporting about mm. for instance him him uh in more of a committee role or like how gaddis is planning on deploying his running backs i know he didn't really do much this spring but he was so good last year like, yeah. why would he not have a role in an offense that we expect to be successful and maybe trend a little more toward run just based on what we saw Gattis do as oc last year um right so i mean I don't necessarily think there's any good reason for his stock to uh fall. Um so it's it's cool for I think it's cool again
1: here for sure. Yeah. So there's an observation I also made like it was a 16 round draft, you only start two quarterbacks so you, everybody was kind of limited to three quarterbacks for the most part. Yeah. So like there's quarterbacks that I see that are that are being taken like I feel like if it were a bigger roster I feel like some of these quarterbacks may have gone a little earlier than they did.
2: Oh, like definitely.
1: Devin Leary in the tenth round, like he could have easily been a like top eight, top seven, top eight round pick.
2: He goes around here. How, do, how do you? How do you feel about him?
1: I like him a lot. I don't uh, like. I don't like him more than Finn, but I like him a lot. Well, he just doesn't have the rushing upside, right? Like I think
0: Devin Leary is more of your, like, typical high floor kind of limited upside guy because, like, he's just not going to provide the rushing value that you would want to, like, to beat out a guy like like Finn. And the same with Van Dyke that you're highlighting, yeah. right? Like, I think, I mean, I would throw money that both of them have a uh, uh, 30 passing touchdown type seasons, right? Mm-hmm. But they'd have to throw for, like, crazy passing yards and, like, get a bunch of QB stink touchdowns. For them to be better than like an eighth round quarterback, and I think that was kind of what like I think in some of the DMs that some of the guys were having in um, within that group. This mock was like Spencer Rattler, like he wasn't picked, but like part of that's because like what's what's Rattler gonna do, right? Like I actually like Rattler, like I think he's got some talent, enough legs, and some good weapons in a weak division, and. I still have a hard time picking him in the top 16 rounds because like, he's just more of a passer, and it determines you know, if you don't have the rushing capabilities, it's hard to to go high on a guy like him.
1: That's fair. All right, let's move to the 11th round. Um, I took Hassan Beydoun, another one of my guys. He's a, a PPR machine. Uh, I believe he had like 94 catches or 97 catches last year. Um, I, I think for like one touchdown, though, like that was that was the problem. <laughs> that was the problem, but like I, I'll take my chances with somebody catching 94 balls and finding the end zone more than once
0: if he does it again.
1: Chris just took him.
0: I just took him. Ooh. I took him. I had two drafts, two picks. I just took, and I took but are work.
2: we getting applauded for how we're how we're. Kind of right care. now, or are we getting buried kind in it in the, the side briefings. chats <laughs> i
0: have i have three things one he had four touchdowns, not one Hassan bay but... what are they doing a breathing eastern michigan to emi like i feel like they got to do better than that the second one is i just took brew mccoy at 30th round amazing guy. The dog
1: just feeding me him like at this point like i just <laughs>
0: Come on, guys.
1: So, <laughs> That's way later than we took him in this draft. But I don't know what my third
0: point was because that just blew my mind. <laughs> All right. I can't believe y'all let me have him in the
1: third. O- right Another notable pick was Ellis Merriweather. We've talked about him a bunch. Great pick. Good dog. Yeah. Great, Great pick. pick. All right. 12th round. Helani went 12th round, but I ended up taking well, –
2: Hold on. You're, you're, you're skipping over Lau, continuing the draft, the C2C draft with his uh oh. his round pick. <laughs> huh? With
1: Jarrett, rookie Jarrett, yeah, he was on my list,
0: but I he was like, a little I think old. Jarrett's fallen. I think I took him yeah. fairly early, not fairly early, but like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 type rounds early, and now he's just like slipping, which is weird because yeah, because Maryland just will chuck it, and Tagoviole is not a runner, so like, how are they going to score? So it, it's just interesting to me and it might become a good value and yeah
2: i've come close to taking him and had him on like a list of things to do at a certain point it just hasn't happened yet but i mean everyone rightfully is like is so put off by him not excelling in these this dream world scenario last year where demos or however you say his name blows out his knee right and it's just jared and a a ton of scrubs, uh, gang targets, gang 40 targets a game from Talia and Jared still couldn't tr- transcend to, like true alpha status. Yeah. Like, he was he was a face in the crowd. Like he was always he would always get he would always get catches. He would get high double-digit yards. Yeah, he'd get a touchdown a lot of weeks. But like it was n- for a guy with five-star pedigree and having the the seas just part for him to absolutely go nuclear. Like, it felt like his end-season output left a lot to be desired.
0: What's really interesting is I had no idea, and I just took – and shamefully I took this guy a couple rounds ago. I was like, man, who was the receiver from Maryland that, like, just had a lot of success that, like, kind of stole that thunder? And it was Brian Copps. And now he's at Utah State.
2: And the uh, the, Corey just took the other guy, Carlos Carriere. He went to some Mac school. I forget which one, though. Um, I we think probably might be, it oh, might right. be central, central Michigan.
1: He, he just did. Went. Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. Won,
2: I think he went around 30.
1: Hmm. All right. So we're going to try to run through these last few rounds. Cause we've got a couple of things. To you don't want to do more Maryland receiver talk. <laughs> I wouldn't love to normally, but <laughs> we got a few more rounds to cover and then I got to, you know, do the, um, oh we'll, gun. Get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so we on. took a uh, tight end in, in the 12th round. We have to take one. Took Brant Keithy there in the 12th. 12th. Um, 13th round, we took oh, we took Cordero as our third quarterback in the 13th round. And I, I think I was in the chat with you guys when I was like lining up this pick. I think you felt bad about it. And, and me personally, I was like, Yeah, dude, go for it. Like you should. And you were like, well, but not- if
0: nobody says anything, and I'm like, but you should.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, um, there's our guy Tyler Shuck again in the third or third Tanner Mortar guy syndrome. There's Sam Pinkney at the end of the thirteenth. You were asking the question earlier. Was that pre-show or was that the beginning? Of the yeah, Pinkney or who? Who? What was the question? Dante Wright. Oh yeah, Dante Wright or Sam Pinkney. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, fourteenth round. We went Elijah Cooks back to back San Jose. Love it. States. Um, I knew Andrew would love it. Needed another wide receiver anyway. Um, anything pop out to you there on that round? Probably not much. Tinsley's like the most all over the map player. Yeah.
2: Like yeah, he, he's gone like round five and then he's gone like round 18.
1: It's and just
0: really interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, you're good. Say what you want.
0: I was just going to say it's really interesting to see like him versus Parker Washington.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so 15th round, I had to take a defense, took Penn State, it was whatever. Um, the one that I thought was interesting in this round though was Jalen Robinson, uh, at Old Miss.
2: Yeah, it's annoying. It, it, you can't you can't get him here
1: anymore. Like like the news broke like not long before this draft started, right? Wasn't it like a couple of days? I mean, not that day, but it was like yeah. not long before this started. Um so. I took him
0: 18 or 20th round the, like the day or two after he entered the portal and someone was just like, why would you do that? And I was like, well, I mean, like he's talented. I'm just going to take a shot. Right. Like, look at the other names here. Like Jalen McMillan's a dart throw. Yeah. Like some of these guys, right. Like Frank Gore is good, but like, you know, you're typically picking stud running back. Like how often is he really going to be used? Right. Like, it, it's one of those things where at that time it made sense. Now he's going like 9th, 10th round, and he's yeah. only going to get higher. Only going to get higher. All
1: right, so our last pick, Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy, Brew McCoy had to. Um, round I, needed it out. I needed another wide receiver, and I was worried that one of those got last four guys might grab him. No. I hope
0: that this is not impacting ADPs, by the way because there was I'm a curious. requirement for a defense and there's no shot some of these defenses are being picked this high and right use it user, right like I think you said it earlier Zach right like I was you know three quarterbacks if it wasn't you know a smaller league I would I think leary would have been gone earlier right like I think that's legitimate and I think if you're impacting mock uh, adps with this mock draft it it can
1: very much skew the numbers yeah. Well, you know, fan tracks can do whatever they want. They can include it, exclude it, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Bob yeah. probably has that kind of pull. By so- the way, Keenan Kristen, what do we think about him?
0: San Diego he just transferred to San Diego State.
2: Yeah, I mean it could play out awesomely. Clearly, yeah. it seems like you're you're interested. Sure.
0: I'm, I've already taken him twice in the two <laughs> leagues. I've known
2: noted as much. Uh,
0: <laughs> I love a San Diego State running back. I know you do, too. I do.
2: Yeah, and none of the other guys who were there interested in me at all. I, I loved – loved might be a bit strong, but I was in on Christian when he semi-broke out at USC a few years ago or a couple of years yeah. ago. And, like, last – I had him in our dynasty league. I think I cut him like in between one season and the next because he like just hasn't done anything recently, but his whole calling card is he's just like super, super fast. Right. And it seems like he's got, he's not necessarily the smallest dude. So, I mean, you've we've seen what they've done with fast guys at San Diego state. Right. So if he can get 15, 20 carries,
1: you don't have to really dream too hard. All right, we're gonna make that segue real quick into our win totals segment. Mm. And we're gonna go with San Diego State. Oh. Was this determined pre-show or did you just do that? Because I just did it on the fly. Now you well, we need to do a Sun team, by the way, to get, get
2: rid of the the team uh, yeah. names. Right? Do you know what I know? State is because I do.
1: Yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I know the Vandals are up there, the Idaho and then you got the Bengals. Um all right. San Diego State open up with Arizona. What do you think the spread is there? I
2: was looking at the game earlier today. Mm, I'm going to say
1: State minus 6. Correct. Wow. I was I probably would have gone Zona by 3, but whatever.
2: That's because well, you're the, the media hype on Arizona. You guys got to no, get, get out of that.
1: No. All right. So we take win against? Yeah. So, okay. Let me get our uh, Google Sheets um, spreadsheet up. Our very official yes. documentation. San Diego or... State. Chris, how,
0: how, how
2: unbiased are you able to be – with San Diego State considering Chris Christon and
0: also considering their quarterback? um, I'm not able to be unbiased. To be <laughs> <honest>. but, uh, <laughs> I pull all in. Um, and I just love that every single receiver is like number 90 something or like 44 <laughs> or some crazy stuff like that. Like I just I can't help
1: it. I'm smitten. All right. Idaho State win at Utah, it's got to be a loss, right? yeah. a loss. Yeah. okay. Toledo, win.
2: Fun game. I think you give them one there, though, especially at yeah. home. That is, a, is fun that game.
0: a Fox Network, too, by the way? That's what it says. I hope What's so. it? Is How it time
2: to be announced there, or is it does yeah. it to,
0: to be announced Eastern time? Yeah. Give me like a 9 p.m. Fox Network. Give me like a Fox Sports mm. 1, yeah. 9.30 Eastern. Yeah. On a Friday. That would be fun.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to let you guys take this one at Boise uh, on FS1.
2: On the Blue Turf? On, on
1: a Friday night.
2: No, that's a loss.
1: Yeah, that's a loss. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hawaii at 10.30 Eastern Time. It's not, not late enough for Hawaii. But they're, in, but they're in San Diego. so.
2: Yeah, it's on the mainland. You got to give them that yeah. one.
1: Win are, are you counting, by the way, Zach? Uh, no. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three. Four so they have four wins. Uh, they're off after the Hawaii game, and they got Nevada at 10 30 Eastern on CBS Sports. I'm gonna say oh,
2: they're beating Nevada,
1: yeah. It's
0: already a sellout, by the way. You can't even buy tickets for it. You, is that your ticket? You <laughs> uh, all
1: right, at Fresno, I'm gonna say they lose that game.
2: Yes, yeah. that's-, that's that'd be a good game.
0: It's a good I one, think huh? it'll be a good game I think you got some old Fresno guys some proven guys coming on you know off the bye week at Nevada is very easy to be like yeah they're gonna win that one but like at Fresno State I think law of averages say they lose
1: yeah then they beat unlv yeah you doing there San Jose State oh boy
0: <laughs> it's a fun game
1: I think they lose what did we say they were gonna do a what did we weeks say? ago hold on we said they were going seven and five I think
0: well, there's yeah. too much that's changed in the last couple of weeks. They, so we, we have
1: them winning like seven. We had San Jose State winning seven. I'm going to say they lose this game. So. I think they
0: lose. I, I, We have to be San Jose State bandwagoners at this point. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then they at New Mexico yep. win. And then Air Force to close it out. Mm. I think they win. but That's a tricky one. But I think they win.
2: Am I correct? So, I got all the push notifications when all from FBS schedules when all the game times were officially being announced. But a ton of them were. I think about the Mountain West Conference moving all of their schedule from the last week to Friday to Black Friday. I feel like I think every yeah. single game that week is now like a Black Friday game. They
1: moved. So I, know, I know the Boise game got moved. I think it's – is it Utah State? or It's either them or Colorado State. Yeah. I think it might be Utah State, but it, it got moved to Friday. Yeah.
0: At, like, what's, what's interesting, it got moved to, like, noon or 1 Eastern. Yeah, it was Utah State. <laughs> yeah, noon. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, we're, yeah. we're playing this at 9 o'clock local or 10 o'clock They local. did that
2: last year, too. Do you remember how bad that game was?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, theoretically speaking bad. I loved every second okay. of it. We got to run through it. <laughs> So they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Are we good with eight and four? I think eight. eight
2: you, goes what? Good. So did you give them? Uh, what did you? What was the outcome of Air Force?
1: We have them beating Air Force. It's a tricky, tough, tough game, but I think they can beat Air Force because so we don't
2: have we don't have G five totals uh, for right. available yet, so we have no benchmark
0: to compare our. We have to be over, right? Like the, the over-under on this has to be seven or seven and a half.
1: I don't know. They're always like a 10-win team somehow.
0: I think a lot of people <laughs> in Vegas like Burmeister. So that's my only thought. They might be pro. <laughs> uh, Houston, Atlanta.
1: Are we cool with eight? I, yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. So <laughs> I I picked this one. Chris, Which what direction you want to go? We have to do a Sun Belt.
0: And my favorite Sun Belt team is Louisiana. So let's do Louisiana. Here we go. All right. Why are let's they your favorite? Out. I used to live there.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I forgot that. It's so wild.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was like literally seven.
1: Andrew, so, like, who cares? But do you know what Southeastern Louisiana is? Uh, is that the Mud Dogs?
2: No. <laughs> Is it like the Dragons or something?
1: The Lions.
2: Oh, I never would have guessed that.
1: <laughs> okay, so we have them winning that game, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> on It's on ESPN Plus, for those who care. And then they get Eastern Michigan.
2: So win. Win. I, I mean, so I think that just reading about them, it seems like they've set themselves up for a continuation of a lot of what Napier's done. Uh, they promoted it internally. It I, One of the reasons why they were so successful with Napier was not just Napier being amazing, but also the commitment and the understanding that the program and Napier had with one another. So I feel like sometimes you see, especially at the G5 level, where I, you can find a little more of an advantage. Like a, a coach can come in, input his, his system, recruit a little bit, and that will. Uh, lend itself to success. But I think when you have a school that is good at identifying a succession plan, actually knows what uh, they need to do from an infrastructure, from a commitment and support perspective to the program itself, like that's the way that you actually have uh, success across multiple coaches. And I think that's what we have here.
0: All right. And they lost, like, two running backs, right? And they lose Levi Lewis. But, like, this just feels like a program that just continues. And I don't think, like, Levi Lewis was, like, that good to, like – Have you read about their QB situation this year? I have not. So
2: they – I just – when I was, like, bored in January and February and starting to just, like, try and figure out that depth charts and stuff, I initially just had them penciled in for – Lance LaGrendra, or however you say his name, the dupe that started off at, like, Maryland. Florida State or Maryland. Yeah. Filled at Maryland and then went there. Because I was like, oh, four-star, he's going to go. He's, like, QB5. Like, he can't even come close to seeing the field. It's been, it's down to some guy named Chandler Fields that I know nothing about. And oh, uh, Ben Woldridge, who, like, walked on from Fresno State. So, <laughs> but, I mean, they can presumably – one of them could do can do a good enough job handing the ball off to Chris Smith and then hitting uh, the receivers and tight ends 10, 15 yards downfield.
0: the field. It's just such an interesting offense because, I mean, it is so hard to name anyone other than the running backs and Levi Lewis last year. <laughs> but, like, you literally – I remember one of my buddies, Ben Kramer, won a uh, won the showdown with Louisiana with literally all four of them. That was, like, that big Montreal – <laughs> johnson game and mm-hmm. that like defies all dfs logic but that's just who Louisiana is so i'm very curious to see how they start doing like running back by committee if they do it but like they have chris smith and he's great so like if they don't yeah. then it's not a big loss but we should continue i'm sorry
1: yeah all right win win and then at rice week I three think you win it's like luke yeah. mccaffrey isn't it like
2: he's i think he's a receiver now <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, it's, just, a it's, it's a win. It's a win. All right. <laughs> uh, At Louisiana Monroe. Rivalry I, game. I yeah.
2: do love Monroe, but I, even without Richrod now moving yeah. on to Jacksonville State. I can't wait to talk about Rich Rod next year when they're D1. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be somewhere. I fun. think
0: this is our first like close to 50-50 game. So I'd be cool yeah. leaning the other way in our next, but I, I think we can go win and then just potentially okay. lean the other way in the next one. No, yeah, it's right. a win over you all. Yeah. All right, then
1: they get South Alabama for homecoming. Win. So win. Yep. So now they're five and zero.
2: See, I guess this is how they go like ten
1: and 11 and one every year. Just <laughs> like, their first the, seven like the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> then they they're off. Then they get at Marshall. I would go lost there. I, I, I can't.
2: I can't say lost when Henry Collinby is the quarterback on Marshall. It's I at Marshall is Mar- it. so my only game,
0: yeah. but it is a Wednesday. It is. Uh, I I think this is our I think this is our counter fifty fifty. What a waste. They,
2: they just played in bowl last year, um, in the Superdome, right? That in the New Orleans bowl, and Marshall? no, and Louisiana they played in the bowl oh. game last year, and I think Louisiana won pretty handily. And obviously, a lot a lot change, has changed, including so Marshall, Marshall now being part of the Sun Belt,
0: right? Well, I, yeah, they crushed that up? game though. Like Louisiana just dominates that
1: uh, Super Dome game. So, speaking, I am more concerned about this bye week situation. You get a bye week, and you really don't don't even get a bye. It's extra four days. Yeah, the yeah.
0: <laughs> but then you get like it's kind of like. One and a half bye week. because like the yeah. next
1: week you get another one, yeah, another and off, too. Yeah, at I mean, home again. That's a good. That's
0: how they sold it.
1: They sold it. <laughs> Look, we're gonna screw you on your bye week, but you'll have on the back end, you'll have an extra couple. Of days. <laughs> I think they're used to it. Like, I just think <laughs> all
0: these like Mac and some belt teams are used to it because you know you enter a certain time of year and all of a sudden you're playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and then you're playing on yeah. a Saturday and you're back to a Tuesday. It's just
1: nuts. Yeah. All right, so did we pick them to win or lose against Marshall? I picked them to lose.
0: I think they lose, and then I think they come back and win Arkansas State.
1: Definitely win Arkansas
0: State. Yeah.
2: If you, did Southern. you both pick the loss for Marshall?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So All six far. and one after Arkansas State. All right, so six and one at Southern Miss, my I boys. Think. Southern Miss. Yeah. So what do you
2: think? I'm a big fan this year. I think they're they're they gonna be great, but um, not good enough to beat Louisiana. Yeah,
0: that's a win for me. Okay, win. Troy, another win. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is between Troy and all the other teams. <laughs> so, like you know, what I'm saying like yeah, unless their defense is incredible, because I don't we don't obviously do defense all that much. All right. So
1: the defense so the schedule is spicing up a little bit. You got Georgia Southern on a thursday night when they so they don't play app state
0: this year
2: dude there's something with the the fun bell where it's wildly imbalanced from a divisional perspective right like the one is totally loaded and the other one is like louisiana just always they
0: just almost does. always play app state i think it's this this addition of marshall yeah that's thrown yeah. it off maybe okay I think they beat Georgia Southern. Georgia you know? Southern. I think it's they, close, but I think they beat Georgia Southern. And they go
1: at Florida State. Ah, oh, so good.
2: Tra- well, Travis will be hurt by them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Forty percent After he's ran the ball two hundred times in the first eight games,
1: we pick them to lose that game.
0: I think you have to pick him to lose, and then you, you If you're not picking them
1: there, if you're not picking them to lose, like the only loss they're gonna have is Marshall.
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean, this it's, is what they do just where
1: they're at in
0: their lives, yeah. Florida State.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I let's pick them to lose Florida State and then at Texas State they win. Yeah, so, 10 and 2. So, so 10 and 2. I think that's pretty pretty fair, honestly. Yeah. All right. One more team, Andrew. What, what do you got? think
2: their over under will be? There's nothing out yet, but it's gotta be like 10 and a half. Ten, 10 and a half. I would say think
1: so.
0: I would I think but, it would be like nine and a half.
1: Where are you picking them to lose? I mean, we picked Marshall and Florida State.
0: I think Arkansas State, Florida State.
1: But they could easily just beat Marshall. Just like we I – mean, but there's like four games on the schedule. And you're like, you Marshall. That game.
0: I do Marshall. I don't sure, know. I'm curious to see how many 10-plus win teams are in Vegas. Yeah. And I don't think there would be that many. I, I'd be surprised if Louisiana makes that cut personally. But I could be wrong.
1: Let me ask you this: If Florida State replaced them with, let's just say, Florida A and M, I mean that, yeah, it's a no brainer. Is there no no no? Is there over or under eleven? I think see? it would
0: just go to like ten, ten and a half, and then like heavy juice on the over. Okay,
1: Yeah, probably. Okay, all right, Andrew, you got the last team, or do we want to go into the Discord and see if somebody?
2: Yeah, I'm unprepared. So, go
1: there. If unprepared. Let's see. Did we even ask this week? I don't know that we asked. I think I may not have asked. But I'll just pull from what we had before. And we will do... Can we do Southern Miss? If you want. If
0: somebody requested Sunbelt. So, are they Sunbelt now? Why is this not... Yeah, them
2: and Marshall are both Sunbelt.
0: They used to be Conference USA, correct? I'm not thinking crazy, right? Okay, Okay. let's do Southern Miss. I think that would be a fun one. And they requested Sunbelt, so we're just giving the people what they want? Yeah. Okay. Give, real quick, before we get into this, yeah, because I'm not fully well versed in Southern Miss, <laughs> Andrew. What do we think is going to happen? Like, what do we going into the season, generally speaking? What do you expect out of Southern Miss? So,
2: the, I expect continued market improvement. They just seeing them succeed in given all the realities with their quarterback situation. Uh, last year, relative success winning a couple games with Frank Gore and friends at quarterback playing tough hanging tough with UTSA in the same scenario. I think that they overcame a lot of adversity from coaches first year. They you look at their returning production numbers. I reference that that stuff like I actually know what I'm talking about. But really, I pulled it up for the first time ever, like two hours ago, when I was trying to figure out what defenses to draft uh, for Mike's best ball. Uh, they've returned like 80% on one side of the ball and 85% on the other side of the ball. Um, so continued growth. I, I like Will Hall as a coach. I think uh, he's, a, he's a lively guy. It seems like he endears himself to players. Um, they're, I don't really have strong takes about their offensive philosophy and system. Uh, it, just in the sense that I don't know what we really could have taken away from actually seeing the a team need to play a representative portion of its games with running backs playing quarterback last year but yeah they were some of their players a just because i really i don't know for all the reasons that i've mentioned like i just kind of like the team i think that when you show success in those circumstances that it bodes well for your future uh so i really would love to take the over on their win total, but I think what we'll see here is the schedule doesn't set up super friendly. But that might just mean maybe we'll see a really low number.
1: Well, uh, maybe maybe they'll do better than they did last year. They won three games. What a weird season,
0: though. They like were crazy hurt. I will say, Will Hall seems like one of those coaches that like takes a four win team and makes them an eight win team. Like yeah. I think there's a certain level of value and chemistry in all facets of life, whether it's sports or business or whatever and i think you see like this is the perfect situation for a team that really shouldn't win seven games eight games and they do it just because like their coach is like cool like he's literally one of those guys that's like like he feels like it almost feels like he's kind of playing like madden and he's like, well, shoot, like all my quarterbacks are hurt. Who's the fastest guy we got? <laughs> let's try it, right? Like he's like the inner coach in all of us. So I am a fan. I would love to see them be successful, if not to just to see Frank Gore Jr. be successful, because I think the Frank Gore family is amazing. Yep. So.
1: Definitely. Right. Well, let's get let's run through this real quick. So they open up with Liberty.
0: So what do you think the line is? <sighs>
1: Liberty by six? Four. I was going to say, like, yeah, I was going to say, like, the biggest, nine, the biggest showing
2: nine. the Will Halls some respect, making it only a four point game. Okay. I think it's close. Um, I, w- I mean, I think you have to lead Liberty, uh, but I think it's an in- it's an interesting game that they could potentially win.
1: Okay. At Miami, you lost.
2: Uh, tough to craft an argument for a win now. <laughs> right.
1: Well, they get the bounce back with Northwestern State. Yep. So win. Do you know what their mascot? I I don't, and I should. Devils. I think they're the Devils or something, right? Probably. Hold on, I'll tell you. Feels Demons. like a wildcat. No. Nope. Demons. Demons. Nicely yep. done. All right. Um At Tulane. That's a, that is that's a, you don't think
2: you could have scheduled the second easy game in non-con like before you go into the that hellacious uh, Sun Belt schedule, Tulane. Tulane's in a weird spot, right? Coming off a year that people expected a lot better from them. Uh at Tulane. I
0: I want, I don't know. It's tough, <laughs> it's tough to give them one. Is Tulane their fourth non conference? That's AAC, right? Like Yeah, but there are or they are lower they that- could have done. Yeah, I'm just saying like they could have, man, they really could have. Themselves
1: a favor Tulane, here. Like, what are they gaining from that game? Tulane had a weird season last year. Yeah, because like they probably should have beaten Oklahoma Week One, and then they beat Morgan State, <laughs> and they played Ole Miss, and then I mean, like they were in all, almost all their games, and then they just. How many win. concussions does Michael
0: Pratt have by this? game? <laughs> right, right. That's important. He's going the Jack Abraham route.
1: <laughs> all right. So, so do we have.
0: I think Tulane
1: oh, – I don't know. I really don't know. I
0: don't know. I would lean Tulane. I, I would yeah, just take, because I think they have home. some talented offensive guys. And at yeah, Tulane, I think it would be uh, smart just to go that route.
1: Andrew, are you cool with Tulane?
2: Yeah, I'm fine giving it to Tulane. So okay. one and three. But then, right. check, dude, check out that – coming off the bye, that nice, cushy three-game stretch we got coming up there. That Actual. I see our road to a three-game winning streak. <laughs>
1: Okay, so at Troy win. You can get I'm it. fine with it. Okay. Troy's got, State.
2: You you're just, not gonna put up an argument for the Troy win. I can just sneak that one by you.
1: I'll give you that one.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that one too. I, I don't
1: have a problem. I that. gotta pick him to win some games, I think. Sorry. Troy Troy's got
2: a new coach uh coming in I conveniently left them off my initial depth charts and as a result didn't draft any Troy players for months.
1: Hey quick story about Troy. I remember I was driving, I might have been to to Atlanta or I don't remember where I was going. Maybe it was going down to like Florida or something. And we drove through Alabama for a lot of part of it. Oh, because my father-in-law lives in Birmingham. So we went down like that way. And I remember like just all of a sudden we were driving and oh, here's Troy University right here. Like I had no idea where it was. I knew it was in Alabama, but like all of a sudden, there it was in front of me. And I'm like, okay, and isn't Troy in Troy? <laughs> like it's
0: like very yeah. vague. It's like, yeah, well, where is it? Well, it's in Troy. Well, like that doesn't, that doesn't
1: help me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right. Um, we got the win against Troy, Arkansas State. The win, dude. You where you.
2: It, you seem like you have this high opinion of Arkansas State. I th- and I think it's based off of the success that Blake Henderson had there, but
1: I think what it really is is that I'm like an hour from Arkansas State and okay. they talk about them a lot more around here. So it's just in the news a lot more. I probably I have a different like a biased view of them. Sure. I mean, they were bad last year and I think so was Southern Miss and so was Tulane. <laughs> It really is
2: getting better, though, at Arkansas State this year. I think they continue to to go downhill from the, the Blake Anderson
0: glory years. It really is crazy to live in. They won two games, too.
1: Because, like, how are you an hour from Arkansas State? Jonesboro is, like, once you cross over the river, then you just take I-55 up north and you'll run right through Jonesboro. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're near, like, ten states.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> right. Like I can get to Missouri in like two hours.
2: Tennessee's oh. right there. And yeah. you
0: live in Mississippi, but there's also Memphis, Tennessee. Correct. And you just talked about going to Birmingham.
1: Exactly. Like the South <laughs> is just one. It's all one. In the South. I think
0: you just live in the perfect Bermuda Triangle of
1: <laughs> Southeast America. That's, you call it that, I guess. Okay, let's move on. Texas State. That's a win. Win. Okay. Hold on. Did we say – what did we conclude with Arkansas State? We called it a win. We called it a win. We called okay. it a win. It a win. Fine. All right. At Texas State, win. Win. Louisiana's loss. We've Lost. already gone over yeah,
0: that. we can't relitigate that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we, can,
0: we can justify three weeks. We can't justify 15
1: Same weeks. night, yeah. Georgia State. At home, I'm gonna I'd give let,
0: a- I don't have a problem with it. If we really believe in the juice, if we're drinking the Kool Aid, I'm cool with it. I, if I'll we're take- not, this is a, I mean, this feels, this feels kind of 50 50 ish, but I, yeah. I'm down to drink the Kool Aid. We can, get,
2: we can, I'm fine with the loss. I like, I, I respect Georgia State as a program. I think they're, they're doing good things over there.
1: So, loss then. Yeah. I'm cool with that. It doesn't matter to me. At Coastal Carolina, loss. Yeah. And then South Alabama. That's a win. Win. And then at ULM to close.
2: I I would like to give them a win at ULM.
0: I'm down with that. It puts them at six, I think, right? One, they had one going into the bye,
1: and they won three straight. One, two, three, four. Well, Schedule is
2: more one. manageable than I initially thought. Six.
1: Six wins. Yeah. But there's,
2: I mean, there's lots of room for
1: that to. (laughs) That that either is four or eight. Yeah. Three or four or
2: eight.
1: Yeah. All right. One last thing I want to go over. Um, We have in the Discord, if you're still, if people are listening to us um, right now. So the Discord, we have some polls up to create a Dynasty League, the BTR, the very first BTR Dynasty League. people in the discord have voted on league settings and configuration and everything. So I'm going to post the link here in the chat of the um, video. How do I do that? All right, right here. And then also I'm going to post it in the discord. So if you haven't joined our discord, now would be a great time to do so. And that link is posted on our Twitter account. I can also post that again for those of you that want to do so. But I think that's all we've got for tonight. Um you guys got anything to add before we go? Join the league. If everybody joins it then we'll
0: we'll make a combined team otherwise then I'll Yeah, do it 16 myself.
1: teams. But if you're in the Discord you already knew that.
0: 45 players per team. Feels Yeah, rather steep, Zach, but we give the people what they want.
1: I didn't pick that. It was just one of the you things You gave it as an option. I gave it as an option, you're right. You should have thought about that. Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But, all right, so yeah. that's all we got tonight. Um, next week, we'll be back. And um, that's all we got. So, until next time, later, guys. Later. Have a good one. See ya.